you need to strategically determine uh, whether acquisition, expansion or retention activities and programs must be the focus of your marketing strategy to make your customer portfolio more profitable. Welcome to Virtually Live, the podcast. Every week, we'll get into the latest and greatest in marketing and specifically event marketing, audience engagement and brand experience. To guide us through that, we've invited event professionals and marketing leaders from various industries. In this week's episode, join Danielle Simon, Vice President of Strategic Marketing at Here Technologies, as he talks to Kaltura's VP Growth, Rowie Kaufman, about the race for brand awareness with real-world examples from Here's brand positioning. Let's go! Hi guys, I'm Roy Kaufman, VP Growth at Cultura, and I'm coming to you virtually live from Cultura offices here in Tel Aviv. I'm all about numbers, dashboards, and bottom line results. And even I know that in 2022, the way to get to those marketing results is through brand awareness, and lots of it. With me today is Daniel Simon, here Technologies VP and Head of Strategic Marketing, to share his thoughts and experience around, uh, around that starting all the way from his days at international car shows to the virtual events and last few years where he spearheaded here's repositioning. Daniel, where are you joining us virtually live from? Hi, Roy. Thanks for having me. Well, you are catching me here in Berlin um, um, at uh, my family home uh, in, in our living room. Um, all that is possible by having virtual events, right? Yeah, that's uh, the beauty of it. And uh, I'm super happy you were able to join us today. Uh, and uh, on a personal note, I'm uh, very happy uh, since I'm also a here former employee. Um, so it's great, great uh, to catch up and uh, to hear a little bit uh, how is it going on the event side of uh, at here. Um, so uh, let's Absolutely. start. Yeah, thank you. So let's start uh, uh, with the definition of how do you see uh, brand positioning and why is it so important mm -hmm. uh, to invest in it uh, as, a as a strategy, right? And uh, uh, how does it help to bring more leads and to build uh, a pipeline uh, for sales? Okay, great. Let's let's start with that. So if you ask me about um, my definition uh, or a definition of brand positioning, um, it is actually one of the three essential parts of a marketing strategies foundation. So based on a deep understanding and, and knowledge about the customer segments you want to um, and that you actually also can target, um, the positioning clearly summarizes your value proposition. Uh, so in other words, what kind of value or benefit do you offer to which customer segments based on their needs? So um, segmentation, targeting, and positioning are the three elements um, of strategically uh, defining the value a brand creates a value um, a, a brand provides to the to the customers and therefore a brand positioning must always concretely answer uh, the following three questions um, in, a, in a short and concise way uh, who are your customers uh, what are the benefits you are selling to to them what is the the value that you that you provide um, and why should the customers choose you? What's your differentiation? Um, and, and what are your reasons to believe? Um, so these three main elements um, are covered and need to be covered by a clear and concise uh, brand positioning. Great. Um, 
So thank you for that. And let's take those uh, through bullets and, and try to go a little bit, a little bit deeper. Um, so you've sharpened uh, the brand positioning at Hero Technologies a few years ago. Uh, if you can reflect on that positioning with those uh, 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 bullets, I would say, um, what changed and why in this uh, uh, move that uh, you've made? Uh, and how did you yeah. carry out the repositioning? So um, here Technologies has a very clear and strong uh, mission as a company, uh, which is providing the most complete, accurate and, and easy to use digital representation of the physical world. So this is what we do um, as a company, uh, building the best location technology and digi uh, digital maps you can, you can get. Um, but as I said, um, a brand needs to be positioned uh, with, a, with a customers, the, the, the benefits and the differentiation in mind. Uh, so to, to, to say it harsh, maybe customers don't care um, about a company mission. Um, they care about the value a brand can provide them with uh, based on the needs and preferences they, they have. So therefore, we developed a brand strategy that defines what we promise to our customers, whether it's customers in the automotive industry, logistics, supply chain, fleet management. Um, those are the markets that, that we are mainly targeting. Um, so and, and what value pro, uh, do we provide for them? What differentiates us from, from our competitors? And what kind of uh, brand personality do we also have? Um, and we modeled our brand architecture as a, as a branded house with very specific guidelines, uh, for example, also for, for naming. And um, talking about differentiation um, and, and giving you an example for that uh, very important uh, differentiation, part um, as, as part of the positioning um, um, why should customers choose us in those segments um, we are a privacy by design platform this means that our customers fully control their data and ip um, we are not in the business of selling ads we are not monetizing our customers data or their customers data um, Secondly, the completeness and quality of our location data um, and map content is unmatched. Um, and analysts uh, continuously um, confirm that. Um, and our customers can also bring their own data to our platform for, for their tailored solutions. Um, and last but not least, um, as, a, as a third differentiation um, aspect, uh, we are a partner for, for really co-creating industry-specific um, bespoke solutions. Um, unlike some of our competitors uh, who mostly offer products uh, off the rack in, in uh, many, many cases. Nice. Cool. So assuming we have all that and we have a clear positioning, um, what, what are the tool tips or, or the tools that are at our disposal to drive brand awareness? Uh, how mm -hmm. do events fit in all that, right? And how do in-person mm -hmm. and virtual events uh, compare in that sense? So would you go more for brand awareness uh, on physical events versus virtual events? How do you balance between them? Okay. Um, well, I think first of all, it is uh, to determine that, to determine what, what uh, you are alluding to. I think it is... Um, prerequisite and, and super important to deeply understand the decision-making process of your, your targeted customer segments. 
So for example, is it a low involvement or high involvement decision to, to buy your product or service? Um, is there only one decision maker or is it a decision making group? Who are the influencers? How long does the decision making process uh, take, um, in, in the segments that you are targeting? Um, uh, does the buying decision for your product or service compete with, with other purchase decisions, for example, that don't have anything to do with, with the category that you are operating in? So once um, you really deeply understand this decision-making process and, and the personas um, um, involved in, in that process, you can then determine which are the tactics, which are the channels um, and the touch points which are the messages um, that are best suited to, to drive awareness. And that can differ depending on your product, your service, uh, your market. Um, in our marketing strategy, we have defined that for the upper funnel goals, um, driving awareness, also driving familiarity with our brand. Um, when it comes to paid media um, uh, tactics, We mainly use contextual ads and native, native ads in, in industry-specific publications, um, bespoke sponsorships with, with media publishers, paid social media, of course, um, um, and if our budgets allow, um, also out of home at, at important event venues. Um, but also owned and earned media approaches help to drive and maintain awareness. Um, owned media, uh, especially for retention purposes, when a, when a relationship um, has been established already. Um, and as, as I would say, as a rough rule of thumb, you could say that the more your marketing strategy focuses on new customer acquisition, the more you must invest in, in uh, paid media tactics um, to grow awareness and, and to, to broaden your funnel. Um, so maybe one of the best examples for that would be CES, one of the largest tech events right in the world. Uh, I know here I uh, participated uh, a few years in that and uh, last year was mainly virtual. So maybe you can share a little bit of that as an example uh, uh, of how do you how did you see the impact on brand awareness? Generally speaking about participating in CES uh, um, and and you know, when, when, when here just had, uh, went virtually live, uh, virtually on, on the CS event. Of course. So, um, you asked specifically about CS, but let me also quickly, uh, in, in general address events and, and what role events, uh, um, are playing for us. So in, in, in our case that, uh, uh we know that, that for many of, of, um, the, the customer segments um, um, that we are targeting. Um, some of the big trade shows and conferences are part of their yeah, decision-making journey when, when they are deciding to do a purchase. Uh, CS, for example, definitely uh, for the automotive industry, um, but also for the tech world in, in general. It's probably also most of uh, the attendees at, at this event here know. Um, but we have also found that those large industry and tech events um, where we are meeting our audiences are hard to be um, leveraged for, for acquiring completely new leads that uh, then turn into opportunities quickly. So 
Therefore, we use these events twofold um, and also CES, by the way. Um, we are educating a broader audience, the media, analysts, uh, politicians, influencers and, and, and consumers um, about location technology, um, uh, what location technology can, can do um, for the transformation of businesses and, and society, um, but also about our value proposition and our, our offering. Um, while at the same time, and that's the, the second uh, pillar, um, at, at the same time, we are meeting our existing customers uh, uh, in person to influence cross-sell um, and upsell decisions and also retaining uh, these customers. So the awareness aspect, um, to a large extent for us, gets amplified by uh, dedicated media and analyst relation activities um, and the general bus that gets created, for example, at, at CES um, and the, the, the large attendance. Um, but, but again, um, CES at the same time also brings the opportunity for us to meet many, many um, of our customers um, and to have dedicated meetings um, to uh, have conversations that you usually have further down in the uh, in the funnel. So just to make sure I understand you right, uh, you say that events, large events, especially like CS and others, contribute to the entire funnel uh, and not only top of the funnel, also uh, for right. opportunities and closing those opportunities. So it's a major factor um, to drive the entire pipeline and not just uh, the awareness part on top of it, as well as new business and existing customers uh, 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 together, correct? A absolutely. So we are definitely also looking at the pipeline, the opportunities that uh, um, gets created, um, or that is influenced uh, by this marketing touch point. Um, and that's also why we have to be very um, um, diligent with selecting the, the events that we are going to. We need to be sure, based on the decision-making process um, in, in our targeted customer segments, that we are actually meeting our customers there. So we are not going to any event um, just to do prospecting, let's say. Got it. Um, we don't have much time left, but I would love to hear your thoughts on um, what are the main takeaways you have when you're approaching uh, 2023 in defini defining the budget uh, and the budget allocation uh, to events, physical versus virtual, in terms of costs, ROI, and, and environmental impact that uh, vir virtual events has uh, in favor? Um, and, and kind of guidelines, uh, you know, when we're approaching now uh, 2023. So we look at the role um, and event is supposed to play in our, our uh, overall mix of activities um, as reaching our prospects and, and customers. So the question is, how can that event contribute to the objectives and in our integrated programs? Uh, how does it fit into our integrated programs? Uh, is it supposed to support acquisition goals? Is it supposed to, to support expansion uh, goals, cross-sell, upsell, or is it supposed to support uh, retention goals? Uh, so whether it's upper funnel or lower funnel objectives, and the ROI uh, is determined based on those objectives. So th this is the general strategic um, 
yeah, red thread for us when we think about uh, uh, the events that, that we are going to, but also about uh, the formats, uh, whether it's virtual, hybrid, um, or an in-person event, a, a live event. Um, and of course, when it comes to uh, ROI, uh, we do visitor research. Uh, we are monitoring media and analyst coverage. We are collecting contacts, uh, qualifying leads, look at the number of meetings with customers, the number and the quality of, of our showcase presentations. And we also track the number and the volume of opportunities created from, from that event touch point as part of our overall attribution model for, for demand generation. Um, and this is, is the baseline also then for the planning for the, uh, for the next year. So based on what we learned with regards to those um, goals and KPIs I, I just uh, uh, mentioned, um, we are looking at um, the customer segments we want to focus on uh, in, in 2023 again. Um, and we figure out uh, what are the best events where we uh, meet those audiences. Interesting. Cool. So before we say goodbye, uh, you're currently participating in an exclusive CMO education program at Columbia University, right? Um, and you're there along with peers, colleagues from around the world. Based on what you've been seeing and hearing there, what can you tell us about the major challenges and trends in the strategic marketing world right now? Okay. Uh, well, I'd say the, the, the main trend, uh, but also challenge, is the path to true customer centricity based on, on data analytics. Um, changing companies from being product-led to being truly customer-led, uh, managing the customer portfolio uh, to grow the profitability of, of customers, uh, treating customers as, as assets um, and, and know exactly the value of your customer portfolio is the strategic shift um, that, that marketing is driving. Um, and uh, marketing must change from being product-led to, to being customer-led. And that is possible based on, on uh, customer data, based on market data, based on data analytics that we can do today. Um, based on that deep understanding of, of your customer portfolio and the customer life cycle, um, you need to strategically determine uh, whether acquisition expansion or retention activities and programs uh, must be the focus of your marketing strategy to make your customer portfolio more profitable to grow uh, the value of this most important asset um, you have as a company and that's called uh, the customer right and when it when it comes to challenges it is i think the the struggle of making sense of all that the, the data you have today um, and that you also need uh, uh, to to generate insights from to to be really customer uh, centric. I think in many cases KPIs are not aligned and sometimes even contradicting in in organizations. And sometimes different units and different departments are chasing vanity KPIs that don't really contribute to to managing your customer portfolio for profitability. Um, but this data analytics, insights, and KPI discussion would obviously warrant um, a full session, um, <laughs> as you probably also best know uh, yourself. Uh, I, I don't think that we have time for that now. 
I would love uh, to spare another session and to deep dive into those uh, KPIs, as we said, numbers and uh, is super interesting and important thing in the globe of marketing. So Daniel, thank you very much for your time uh, and for your inspiring insights. And I hope to see you around in the upcoming events. See you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Bye, Roy. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you, Danielle Simon and Rui Kaufman for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in. To give you a little taste of what's coming next week, here's seven questions and events with Sophie Meller, EMEA Events Program Manager at AWS. Welcome to seven questions and events, seven questions with industry expert Sophie Meller. Know them the West, let's go. What's the one thing you want your attendees to get out with, uh, to get out of your events? The most important thing for me is that they walk away having learned something new. That's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite way to engage with your audience? I would have to say definitely a live Q&A um, at the end of a session, like on camera with the speakers. Nice. Um, who would your dream keynote speaker be? No restrictions at all. This is a tricky one. Um, I think two people come to mind. Um, Sir David Attenborough, for those that, that know him, I'm working on a sustainability event at the moment, and we said how awesome it would be to, to have David Attenborough there. Um, if he's not available, I'd probably go for Michelle Obama. Amazing answer. Um, <laughs> which trend in virtual events are you most looking forward to? I think I'm looking forward to seeing how the hybrid trend continues to grow. You know, I think certainly we're seeing it, um, how we're starting to look at new ways that we can engage our audience and hybrid is definitely up there. Interesting. Um, what's, an, what's an event marketing pitfall people should watch out for? I think one of the most important ones for me um, is actually paying attention to the customer feedback. You know, we do these extensive surveys at the end of events and it's very easy. It's a lot of data. It's very easy at the end of an event to forget about it. I mean, you look at your CSATs, but do you dive deep into the, the nitty gritty details? I think for me, that's super important. Agree. Uh, what's your go-to source for personal development info in terms of events and marketing? I have to say, I'm a big, big fan of LinkedIn. I love seeing people share articles, write their own posts on LinkedIn. And you know, if, if you like something I meet on LinkedIn and I follow you, then I see what you've liked. I think it's a really great way of, of broadening um, your network and, and seeing different posts and, and resources. That's true. Um, and last one, shout out another event professional. This would have to be um, Clarice Furtado, who is one of my longstanding colleagues at AWS. We've worked on a ton of virtual events together. We grew in virtual events together. Um, and now she's doing an awesome job um, working in, um, still in the same team as me, but handling partner events. Um, so yeah, to, that's to you, Clarice.